fish with the bare exoskeleton contessa and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Six o'clock. You hear the dogs barking. It's time for Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yeah. Today in the fills, we're going to be listening to Floating Goat. Why? Because they're awesome. And they actually have a show this week at Bender's on Saturday. They're going to be playing Floating Goat. Go check them out. But right now, we're here for the Joke Workshop on MutinyRadio.fm. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna have nice commentary for people. The more you pay attention, the better it is. Uh, I'll be taking notes back here. I encourage you to do the same. We do four minutes sets with four minutes of commentary. So let's get it started. Yeah, your first comedian. What a lovely human being she is. She is part. I, I think she's the only one. I don't know who runs Amnesia now, but I think it's her. And Chris can answer. It's uh, every Tuesday at Amnesia in between 19th and 20th on Valencia. You can go see her there. Uh, at their great showcase every week. But right now, she's going to do jokes for you guys. Put your hands together for Moon Show! It's me! Back at it again. Wait, who says that? Uh, No, but really, who says that? Back at it. Who's Daniel's friend? Should I pick up the other mic? I mean, everybody can hear me, except... Okay, there we go. Um, oh, that guy, okay. Internet sensation, all right. I, um, <clears throat> ah, I'm so angry. There's also a little bit of, is that annoying anybody else? No, it's, yeah. But maybe it's gone now. I think we're all good, okay. Um, I, oh, I'm really frustrated um, with everyone, mostly men. Uh, and I feel like I always hear a lot of like really strange reasons that men, uh, want to have kids. And, uh, a lot of people say like, oh, it's just like a natural genetic, like, oh, men want to procreate. Uh, but I really just think that they want to put their dick in things. Um, and one of the, one of my ex-boyfriends had, um, I, we, you know, we had a discussion about like what would happen, uh, if, 
there were an accident. Um, clearly, I would take care of said accident uh, with a doctor. Um, and he was like, that would make me so sad if you got an abortion. And I was like, you use one of your dining room chairs as a nightstand. I don't think you should be allowed to procreate at this moment in time. Uh, that doesn't put you in the running. I'm so sorry. Uh, and then we never talked about it again. Um, another dude at a show one time told me, he was like, oh, I, I kind of want kids because I feel like uh, a lot of people in my family uh, have uh, have been very smart, like genius level smart. And I was just like, oh my God. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be fine without you. Uh, and in any case, there's already some 10 year old in China or India that's 10 times smarter than your grandfather. So I, this, you know, Roman said that. So, uh, <laughs> let's all hate him. <laughs> um, just kidding. He didn't say that. He just likes attention. Um, so yeah, I just don't understand like the, uh, I don't like that men, want to like they don't really even know if they want to have kids but they're like on the fence and like I feel like I am such a good human like I used to nanny and the kids mom I used to nanny for would even say like oh my god moon you should definitely be a mom you'd be such a good mom and I was like yeah well I'd make a great whore too so <laughs> that's not the right reason to want to have kids um so anyways Ooh. I feel like um, now that I'm 32, I feel like I've dated a bit. I know what's out there. And it kind of makes me sad. I don't know if you guys get this feeling like the older, like every time you f you find yourself kind of like attract to some, attracted to someone, you kind of think to yourself like, man, I never would have even thought that of this dude 10 years ago. You just feel like you're like slowly kind of, you know, any yeah a little bit damn it uh and it just feels like honestly it's like it's almost like every door you open is kind of like a dude you're gonna kind of like let into your life or like you'll be willing to have sex with or something and like at first you're like all right only like your standards are very high you only open one door only that guy's allowed and then you're just like there's i don't want to open any more doors because they all suck so we're do I go from here? Um, babies, men, ah, okay. Um, I also think that uh, people, I'm trying to be friends with my ex-boyfriend right now and a lot of people say like, oh, men and women can't really be friends uh, and I, um, to that I'm just like, well, men and women can't really even stay married, so what difference does it make? All right, that's it. Show everybody, Boat Show. We've got microphones about. Uh, I only have two things. I feel like you touched on premises that you can go further on. You said your punchline. You got some laughs on uh, being a whore, and I think that you could circle that back around to so men are whores because you talk about men wanting babies and having a reason for wanting a baby, and it's not a good enough reason. And being a whore, that was a good punchline. But then I think the way to bring it around is that all men are whores which is why they want babies, maybe? I don't know. But I think that you can like circle it back around that men get to be whores as much as they want, but you don't, because then you have to have a baby. 
Ah. And then you almost said it at one point. You said men, babies. And then I thought you could also be like, because all men are babies. So, of course, they want to be with their own kind. Because they can relate to them easier. That's all I had to say about that. Other comments, yay! Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. We'd have to actually talk to some men that want babies. I've never met one. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty gross that like you're gonna have a baby with a guy and then it's like and he's a genius and so uh, just filling your womb with a child is like to serve his ego. Like, right? Like, now your body is, like, a vehicle for his ego to go out there and propagate itself into the world. Right? Like, he's like, I have all these great things that you can, I can use you for. Right? It's pretty gross. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you are you done? <laughs> I liked when you were like, you, you're not going to uh, reproduce with a dude who uses, a, a, uh, like, a dining room chair as a bedside table. I would, like, mention, like, what different household things would qual like would like you would qualify or, or like would be okay with you you know it's like if you're like on a tv stand like that we can work with or something you're like what like how big of an upgrade do you need to like have kids with a dude and you could do like really outrageous stuff like a printer box or like i don't know like a stool uh, uh okay. um the when you have a mattress and you don't put it on the floor what's that called or, yeah, but no like uh, like there's a bed frame Bed frame, right? There's you could. There's the same kind of yeah. thing. That's the end of my feedback. Um, you said he wants to have kids, and then because he has smart people in his family, I think that could be funny to like dig his family maybe there after. You could be like, oh yeah, they're smart, but he like maybe he, his uncle does something terrible, like he works at a pharmaceutical company or something like an evil. I don't know, or like maybe he's smart, but like something else that he does that's stupid I don't know it, you, the first premise the first premise is I, I think I agree with this guy over here because I don't I think there's a stereotype that men don't want kids and so I think you should address that in that bit uh, somehow when you're setting it up like the reasons men want kids have something to do with the fact that they don't want kids I don't I don't know where the jokes are but you have to address that because I'm already kind of like confused by the premise yeah, I felt the same way. I think you could address it, or you could just go straight into the guy wanting kids, unless there's something funny about dress, like the whole introduction. Yeah, she could go a lot of directions, Jeff. <laughs> Look, I'm just... <laughs> Looks like Charlie Spink wants to throw a, a pun in there. Charlie Spink, you got a pun? I better speak into the microphone so Moon can hear me. Uh, I was just going to say that you could mention what type of men would want to have children. Like, the type of man that always wants children is a pedophile. Ah. <laughs> Amen. Everybody clap your hands together for Moon Show. Yay, Moon Show, yay. Everybody go on Tuesdays to Amnesia. What a fun time. Your next comedian. What a funny young drink of water this is. You guys are going to love him. He's what? He, it's not you, Roman. It's the young drink of water standing next to you. No, I, do, I don't. I don't even. I don't want to fuck anybody. I don't even know. I just want people to buy tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. But your next comedian, you might want to fuck him. Put your hands together for Jeff Dean. Saying that I'm boring, Roman. 
She's saying that I'm a white guy with a Patagonia jacket. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, I have a girlfriend. She, uh, I love my girlfriend. Yeah. The other day, or on one of our first dates, she called me out. And she said I had a big ego. And later on, I told her, I said, you know why I love you is because you're not afraid to call me out on my bullshit, you know? Um, and I should have never told her that because now she bullies me constantly. So um, the other day, shut up, James. Are you laughing? <laughs> James, is, that's, that's the old, I'm laughing because you didn't get a laugh on that joke. Now I'm all insecure up here. Thanks, James. I'm just kidding. The other day, we, uh, <clears throat> I was like, we were looking for a movie to watch. I was like, let's watch Big Daddy, you know? It's one of my favorite movies. I was like, I want to show you something that I love, you know? And we watched it, and uh, I don't think she liked it. After it was over, she was like, that wasn't very good. I was like, you're not even paying attention. Then she pulled out her phone and showed me the Rotten Tomatoes rating. It had a 40%. It was embarrassing. I was wrong. I felt stupid. You know, like, I, how am I going to, like... How am I going to argue with that? You know, I'm not a go, about to go up against the tomato meter, you know? Um, I hate Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it ruins everything. Like, I feel like, like, I, I, have you ever watched a movie that you thought was lame and then you find out that it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes? Then you're like, I, you feel stupid again. It's like, oh, must have missed some sort of motif with this movie. Like, I don't appreciate art. Like, I feel, like if I want to feel that dumb, I just, like, read a poem that doesn't rhyme. You know, um, I was so invested in her liking the movie. Like, I felt like I made the movie, you know, like that was, that must be what Adam Sandler feels like when people watch that movie. And that's when I realized, I think that Adam, that guy's brave, you know, Adam Sandler, he just keeps putting out shitty movies and he doesn't care what anyone thinks. He's brave. Like, I think it's brave, for instance, to be like a plus-size model, for instance, and I think it's brave to be Adam Sandler, you know? Like, he made a movie, he made the movie Grown Ups, got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, and then he looked his critics dead in the eye, and he made a sequel, guys. That, that's how brave he is, you know? I think we gotta, we gotta give accolades to those straight white males who are brave, you know? Just so, yeah, thank you, yes. I'm just kidding. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe if we did do that, though, if we called them brave every once in a while, maybe they'd shut up about all that other stuff, you know? Like, just, you know, for instance, if they could do what I do to make my, you know, I don't, I'm not brave, you know, I'm not a firefighter, you know? I'm not transitioning, you know? But I like to tell myself that I'm brave, you know, like I tell like right now I'm going to be really brave and vulnerable with you guys. I'm going to tell you guys things that typically in society I should be ashamed of, you know. So here I go. I'm going to tell you guys pretty nervous. I, I do CrossFit. And I, I like the guys that do CrossFit with me. Okay. They say they're meatheads. And that they're dumb, and they're really nice, though. They're dumb, but they're nice. When I do CrossFit, I listen to screamo music. I, I like Linkin Park. So, I'm feeling pretty brave. Um, that's my time. Thanks, guys.
Everybody. Hey, Jeff. Show us your tits. Really enjoyed Show the set. Show us those tight buns. Really enjoyed the board. set. Um, I would, uh, when you're talking about how you're constantly bullied, maybe you can give examples of other things that you're being bullied for. And then you could say, like, and the result of that is I no longer have an ego. Because, like, you've been so degraded. And so, anyway. Um, bit of a callback. You could also compare the bravery of Adam Sandler continuing to do shitty movies to, like, maybe the bravery of you continuing to tell us shitty jokes. <laughs> you're really like self-deprecatingly not that i think you tell not that i not that i not that i think you tell shitty jokes but you could like say that and then people are like oh he's so self-deprecating and so uh adorable anyway that's the end of my feedback um i like uh like the crossfit jokes uh if you want to substitute some bands for lincoln park might i offer Hate breed and betray you in there. Those are, those are good substitutes for those as well. Uh, I would listen to five minutes of why you love CrossFit. I think that would be very funny. Because it would be like you're genuine, but we all think, you know. It's embarrassing. Yeah, so try it out. <laughs> I think instead of saying she bullies you constantly, you could use the word relentlessly. Relentlessly is funnier than constantly. It's true. Relentlessly. He's just trying to get his feedback that he gave me a long time ago. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, you can't say anything about your cute haircut, okay. so that's good. Uh, just a quick point if we have any time left. Uh, in the CrossFit bit, uh, you know, and maybe you say, like, after you introduce CrossFit, you know, uh, and for those of you who don't know what CrossFit is, it's um, it's how white male dudes, uh, I don't know, like feel better about themselves, even though they're uh, like unathletic. I don't know, something there. And I'll keep it quick. I really like the stuff about M. Sandler. And I think you could mention something about how he gets really kind of turned on by the low tomato score reviews. Uh, he was so into the Happy Gilmore character, he looks at like a golf score. Like, the lower he does, the better it is. I think that'd be kind of cool to work in. That was actually a fresh tomato, though. I got pretty good Never mind. It's right there from the right. I'm sorry. No, it's good. All right. Thanks, guys. Jeff D. Jeff D. Your next comedian was just giving lackluster comments. Put your hands together for Roman Leo Comedian. Oh my god, you guys. So happy to be here. Uh, my name's Roman. I carpooled here with Jeff. Already crushing with my own. See, if I can make one woman laugh, my fucking, I don't have to kill myself today. Um, I would like to. But like, I have low testosterone, you guys. I found out because my doc, shut up, fucking. And, uh,. <laughs> I got my medical records after my doctor retired and I looked through the medical records and it said I have low testosterone and, uh, and, but they don't tell you if it's like, if there's like nothing you can do about it. It's pretty, it's pretty sad. But anyway, I should have known anyway, because I've been having much fewer homicidal urges than I used to when I was younger. Um, right. The guy was like, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are gross. We just all want to murder everyone and stab him in the face, but we, sh- but we're brave because we don't. 
we resist those constant violent urges that we have all the time, every one of us, because we're toxic. I'm not. It sounds sarcastic or something or tongue in cheek. What do you think, Gallagher? Yeah, see, he's supportive. I should be friends with you instead of Jeff. <laughs> uh, anybody here have a birthday in the crowd? I, uh, whoever it is, I like your birthday. I just wanted to let you know that. If we're, is it you? Is it a secret? Are you embarrassed about your, are you were afraid to admit? Oh, okay. No, I meant like a birthday today. But you look like you were like hiding your birthday. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know. So we could think about how, like, how, why do we do comedy? I did it because my mother, said I was really funny in the second grade. And I was like, well, I don't know how to tell a joke, but mom says I can, so I'm going to start doing stand-up. And here I am, eight years later. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny the things... Once I got divorced and moved into my sister's house, and uh, she she has a degree in like psychology or something, and uh, I don't know what the point was, but she revealed to me at 40... Because so, of some neurological condition, I didn't move my arms in the crib, and my parents hid it from me or something, or they never mentioned it. But it's just kind of funny when your sister's like, "Yeah, you were a shitty baby. You, you fucking live in my house. Look at you. You're forty. You're living. You're moving to my house. <laughs> you know, this is abusive." <laughs> You know, right? You like you get divorced. You're at the lowest point of your life, and then you just move into your sister's house, and she shits on you. Like, it just gets worse. I think this is the message. <laughs> Thinking it out, you guys. Um, <clears throat> I've seen dogs that live next door to me, and uh, they make constant noise. Like every time, there's like little ones and big ones, and the police cars go by, and they're just like, roar, 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 roar. you know, like trying, like they sound like they're trying to get arrested, or like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It's just crazy. And then in the house is like five other comedians and just filth everywhere. Like there's not like there's like puddles of bacon grease and like fucking urine all over the squatty potty. And every there's not like a single square foot that's clean that I can come into. I, I can't touch a surface in my house, you know, unless I carve out and like spray like a 12 inch square. Um, I You know, I thought maybe. If I just ranted about my life, I would find something funny. But you know what? You're right, Jeff. We should just write jokes. <laughs> right here. Uh, I'm trying to, but, but you know, but uh, there's more things to do in life than write jokes. Like right now, I'm working on a goal I have for the winter, which is to like uh, try to get through the whole winter without using any lotion because my bottle ran dry. And I'm getting pretty fucking itchy, you guys. It's uh, chalky, if you will. Um, one of my friends got in trouble for saying ashy online and I went to a 80 he was said he was dry and he was ashy and then he got fucking housed because that is a black word and I went to an 85% black high school and I didn't even learn what ashy was until senior year so I'm like well maybe it is a black thing if they it was like it was like a secret for me for four years you know what I mean I don't know I'm crushing over here with somebody who may or may not <laughs> Roman Leo 
not writing jokes since 2011. Yeah, <laughs> love it. It's true, it's true. Comment, <laughs> it out on stage. I think you're funny. You can do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. I love you too, Pam. Does anybody have any comments for Roman Leo? Jeff. Um, Besides his genius emanating think, uh, from every pore. When you said chalky, you should just go straight to saying that you said chalky because you can't say ashy. Like, oh, okay. try and make the argument that you can't say ashy. Or, That's pretty good. It's or that you just are afraid to say ashy or uh, something. It would be a lot Don't talk about one of your friends saying ashy. It's like, we don't care. <laughs> That's too that. much. Yeah. I have. I don't and know. She really reacted, though. And when I was like, my friend got in trouble online. Do you, you have laughed too. I got in trouble online, huh? Do, do you need lotion? Because my best friend's a dermatologist and I can easily bring you lotion for free. Do you nah, want me to bring it next I bought, week for I paid you? the $16 for the set of fill thing in the big tub. Huh? Okay. Well, I, have, I mean, I have just huge pump actions of Aveeno at home that just are there. I can easily bring one for you. All right. All right. I'll put it in my bag. I'll have it here. It'll say Roman Leo on it. Yes, and. I think if you talked for five minutes about why you love that Jeff does CrossFit, that would also be very funny. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Jeff a lot, so I think I'm gonna do that. Um, <laughs> you did this joke where you you were talking about how you moved into your girl your sisters, and then she made fun of you for being a baby. Like there must be something wrong with you, right? Right. Well, you told the joke, and then you like explained it later. Uh huh. Try and get the things that you explained to be clear in the joke. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was definitely. I was, I, take Jeff Jeff's doesn't advice. like it when I write on stage <laughs> and then try to like take to like fucking take stabs at things desperately for a laugh in front of a fucking room full of comedians. Uh, I I'm was joking. thinking when you did this stuff at the end, like, oh, is it still considered child abuse if you're moving back in with your parents? That is, it, you know what I mean, uh, yeah, like doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, with my sister, but yeah. Um, it's even sadder than moving yeah. back with your parents. When Something you like that, but house, you know what right? I mean. Oh, if it's your sister, it's domestic abuse? Yeah, to move out oh, with your sister, yeah. absolutely. Fucking yeah. toxic sister. Um, I really love the ashy bit, clearly. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I do agree that you could probably explain why you're saying chalky. I got it because I, I just assume like white people don't say ashy. I thought that was true. Um, but I do think there's... I don't think you should say that you were ashy. Like, I think you should find whatever word that is, but don't replace it with ashy. Or okay. maybe call your cho- your cock chalky because, like, isn't that what you use lotion for? Like, I mean, what else do you use lotion for except for jacking yeah, up? Yeah, I have I a mean, dry I guess, cock. That is a good point. Dry I was going to reveal it to everybody, Pam, but you already knew. So. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was good advice. Um, But, uh, yes, yeah, so that all sounds like good feedback. And I never would have had the courage to ask a black person specifically <laughs> whether I should say ashy or not, so thank you for volunteering. Were you, at the end, were you implying that I was black and that I might be ashy? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just, I just go for it, and then I try to create some tension and see what happens. I don't know. So wait, Clap wildly for Roman Leo. My dad just sent me some jokes. Uh, this one he just sent me. It says, I don't even understand it. See if someone can explain it to me. How do you starve a liberal, hide their food stamps under their work boots? I'm like, that's so, dad, I know you're a Republican, but like saying they have work boots means they're actually working. So if you're not paying them enough to work and they have to have food stamps, isn't that a slight against the Republican Party? I'm confused. I don't know what my dad is doing. He needs to listen to Joke Workshop. Your next comedian, he's going to be awesome. It's she. I always forget that you're not a boy. 
I think you're a black guy. Every time you write down your name, I'm like, oh, that's a black guy. And they're like, no, 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 no. She's a nice young lady. Everybody put your hands together for Perry Borders. What if I just spoke in African-American vernacular after that? Would you guys kick me out? <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll go with whatever I'm told, but uh, I was told recently that's the official name, but I am not the official judge on that. Um, I'm a nanny and I love being a nanny. Um, but I do worry that I'll be just like, that just randomly a kid will say like, Perry molested me. Like, you know, even after I said this was our thing. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't trust anyone. It's so shitty. No, I feel like I should clarify that I don't molest children. Um, I make love to them. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um... I take care of this one child <laughs> who uh, hates me. She literally hates me. Um, it's real fun. <laughs> it's a it's a guessing game. What I, and I uh, she's like the tough like the toughest crowd ever. Like uh, none of my stuff works on her. I'm not really testing anything out specifically, but anytime I try to make her laugh, she does not laugh. Um, and one. Uh, one time I told her like, hey, you know, it hurts my feelings when you're disrespectful to me. And her response was uh, interesting. And she just stared at me. And uh, so I know she will kill me. I'm just hoping it's not soon. I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting yet and I hear it's good. So, <laughs> you know, gotta check that out. Uh, I, I bought Mace recently because a man asked to grab my boobs. I said no. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's ever worked for him. <laughs> the woman just like, actually, yes, <laughs> you may. Thank you for asking, though. Um, I was like, no, thanks, but maybe later. But like, he also started walking up, uh, walking with me. Like, I, I was like going on my going about my day and then uh, he like walked next to me and that's, I, I don't think that's ever worked either is, is following a woman um, is actually frightening more than romantic. <laughs> um, but I, I bought Mace recently. I think I'm a little too eager to use it. Like I'm really pumped to use it. Like, and I do feel bad about um, spraying that guy who asked me for directions, but I think that was on him. Like in this climate, you're gonna approach a woman? <laughs> No siree. Um, oh, uh, the other day I was having intercourse, sexual intercourse. Um, I hope you guys like that I made eye contact with you. It was a bold move on my part. <laughs> um, and he, I was like grinding on him and I was feeling great, having the time of my life. And then later he told me that I broke his dick but like not in a good way. He wasn't like, you, got, you really broke my dick back there. It was more like, uh, I'm in pain. Um, but like, why, why are pussies considered weak when dicks are the weakest thing alive? They're so fucking weak. Like, flick a vagina and your finger is bruised. Flick a penis, like flick a penis, see what happens. 
go home, flick your own penis, or flick a penis that you see. Um, it'll fall clean off. <laughs> I haven't tested out this theory, though, so I could be wrong, but... Okay, thank you. Theory borders! Flicking dicks! Yeah! See, the conversation between you and the guy who's grabbing your tits, was it? Or your ass? That's really funny act out uh, where you're like, oh, thanks for asking. It, I would just write that. I would just keep going with that. Like, oh, do, do you prefer to pinch or to rub? I prefer rubbing, but you choose. Like, just write that out. Like, that's an, that's hilarious. I think with the uh, breaking of the dick thing, you can also bring in, like, the balls because that's, like, even more sensitive. Like the whole situation down there is just so vulnerable to anything. So you can bring that into the whole whole bit. So um, you had, um, you know, when you said that you don't make love, to, or you make love to your um, to the kids, right? Yeah. You should probably go. Um, I make love. I mean, I love them. You know, kind of like oh. switch it up. Like, and the yeah. second thing I I noticed was um, when you said um, I haven't tested it yet. It's tested it yet yet when you flick the dick. Um, you should say, and he never got tested either. No. Kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. And so that's what I'll say. Thank you. Right, thank you. Barry Borders! Your next comedian. He's breaking out the hits, everybody. Put your hands together for Ryan Hitzler! What's up? What's up? How, is, how are you guys doing? Yay. Great. All right. So I was trying to write some jokes um, that weren't sexual. And the only jokes I could come up with are one-liners. So I'm going to have to read them off here. So give me a sec. My apologies. How about that weather, huh? Crazy stuff. Um, uh I don't mind, okay, so I guess I did throw in a couple sexual ones. Um, <laughs> I don't mind having sex with a girl on her period. I don't know about you guys, but um, there's, a, there's like a decent chance she's gonna bleed me dry for the next 20 years, so it's kind of a two-way street at this point. Um, I like to have sex with girls on their periods. I don't really care too much. Um, when I was in a relationship, I had the, the towel. We all have that one specific towel. It has like a couple old stains on it. Maybe a tear in the middle, a couple paint stains from the time that you don't even remember painting. Um, but I, I did away with that and just bought a big roll of butcher paper. It's compostable. It's much easier. Um, but did you guys hear about the priest who dressed up in a costume and went to the orphanage to give out toys? He was, uh, he was blessing in disguise. Yeah, told you. Um, I was in Napa this weekend, and they're saying that the grapes aren't doing too great because of the fires this year. Um, and you might not believe me when I say that I got this from the source, too, but I did. I heard it directly through the grapevine. Uh, um, over the last couple of weeks, there's been this issue at work. There's just been like a ton of grumbling and moaning from this one area. So I just decided to let the cat out of the bag. And my boss got real fucking pissed. And he was like, Hitzler, why'd you keep this fucking cat in the bag for two weeks? That one might be a little too telegraphed. Um, my job has pretty bad benefits during the hiring process. I asked him uh, what the benefits were, and he said, yeah, we give you the benefit of the doubt. 
And I was like, for what? And he was like, I don't know, but it has a high deductible. Uh, did you guys see Guy Fieri take a spill on his show the other day? No? It was, all, it was all over the news, man. He really went down in flames. <laughs> um, did, you get, Jazz, did you guys hear about the gal carrying two, fists, uh, two fistfuls of Mexican jumping beans? No? Things really got out of hand. She stole them from her work, too. She could have gotten away with it, but uh, her coworker spilled the beans. The Milan Fashion Show, uh, Milan Fashion Week happened recently. Not sure if you saw it, but the uh, models were striking to get their money, get more money. Uh, things got so bad that in an act of protest, they actually built trenches to show that they weren't budging. They really dug their heels in. Dug in their heels, fuck. All right. Um, I picked up smoking recently because I drive with this guy who smokes all the time. I am the youngest sibling, and I just can't stand getting things secondhand anymore. Um, that's the end of the one-liner, so let me do a couple other things. Um, I'm sleeping, sleeping on my buddy's couch recently because I'm going through a moving situation, and it's interesting to see what kind of stuff people care about when you're sleeping on their couch. The one thing he, he really cared about was if I was jerking off on his couch. That's all he cared about. He doesn't charge me rent, which is nice, but he wants to know if I'm jerking off there. And he was gone last weekend, and he asked me that. And I was like, bro, I didn't jerk off on your couch. You were gone all weekend. I went in your bedroom like a normal human being. <laughs> but I'm, I like, it doesn't matter to me because um, I don't care what kind of guy he thinks I am. I'll tell you what kind of guy I think I am. I'm one that needs to fall asleep. Of course I jerked off on the couch. It's a necessary process. I'm sleeping on a Craigslist couch you got for $35. It's not a $2,000 memory foam mattress, let me tell you that. Um, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Ryan Itzler! Maybe your couch isn't memory foam, but your special flashlight is memory mm. foam or something. There's some joke there of like... My flashlight always remembers what my dick feels like, or something like that. Okay. No sex jokes, loved it. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Roman Leo, comedian, has a microphone to his face. I think, I think it might be funny to say that you get turned on, you have a lot of period sex, and now you get turned on every time you see somebody roll out a sheet of butcher paper. Mm. Or you know what I mean? Okay, I like that. Or, like or she, you roll out the butcher paper for her, you know, or like you picked up tampons and butcher paper. <laughs> Something like that. Like a red carpet? Or every time you're playing first-person shooter games, you get really excited when everybody bleeds. That's like you shoot, you shoot them and you're like, oh, oh they're bleeding again. I love it. But yeah, good rape humor. Good. Uh, is your last name uh, Hitzler? My last name is Hitzler, yeah. Hitzler? Hitzler. H-I-T-Z-L-E-R. Yeah. How about... Uh, how about yeah, I would work with that a little bit. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you are you are a supreme version of the Aryan race as well. You're I know, very I'm tall. Not. I mean, except for the glasses, like your eyesight maybe might be a little fucked, but every every other part of you is like Aryan perfection, wouldn't you say? I don't know if that's like an insult or a compliment. No, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a perfect example of the Aryan race. That's yeah, great. Okay. You're a good-looking white guy. Whatever. Uh, how about uh, you got you like uh, having period sex so much you get rock hard whenever you watch Iron Man? I think that's pretty pretty cool. Ooh. Cause that that's that's a roundabout. There's iron in blood. That was roundabout. 
Other comments? Um, I would say slow down a little bit on the one-liners. Like, not slow down in saying them, or not slow down in doing them, but just, like, slow it down a little bit, because sometimes hard to hear okay. what you were saying. Am I, am I mumbling too much? I feel like that's something I do quite a bit. A little bit. Okay. A little bit of mumbling. And, and we could take that, that blue thing off on the microphone isn't helping anybody. I don't know who put the blue thing on the microphone thinking it was helpful. It's not helping anybody. Thank right. you. That's just... And it smells funny. It smells like other people's spit, which is gross. Um, I was thinking at the end when you say you're crashing on your buddy's couch, it's not the nicest couch, it's a Craigslist couch. I'm just wondering how much comes already on the couch, so maybe you mm. want to get tested, or you're like worried <laughs> okay. about what you're going to catch. You can borrow our black light if you like. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Um, something with the butcher paper is maybe that she's not a piece of bloody meat. Like, because it's a butcher paper in that objectifying women. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was not cool of me to say? No, no, I'm saying? saying, I'm saying like to, like to spin it in a way where it's like, she's not a piece of bloody meat. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do like that. All right, thanks. Clap your hands together, Ryan Hitzler! Bringing us the hits! Yeah! Your next comedian. He's a lovely human being because he runs an open mic, which makes him better than the rest of you. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher! What's up, pinko fucks? Uh, guys, I'm feeling nice. I, we just got back from Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas is already a weird place, but it was especially weird this time. I go out to Fremont Street, and uh, Fremont Street, right across uh, there, is a uh, concert for the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, boy. Las Vegas is already weird, but when you got grown-up killer clowns walking around, that is a whole nother fucking thing you got going on. Now, the thing that's good about an ICB concert and their fan base full of killer clowns, though, is that no traffic, everybody only needs one car to get there, you know? That's the coolest part. Um... One like the thing I like about the insane clown posse is like what kind of genre of music would this be? It's like a killer clowns, probably like metal, right? Festival based music, right? It's like no, we chose hip hop. What? Why? Really? Hip hop. You're like yeah, music of oppressed black people, <laughs> language of like an oppressed nation. It's like who's more oppressed than clowns and black people in the U.S. Right? It's like everybody thinks we're you know only confined to rings, serial killers, or child molesters. You know this grease paint can wash off on the outside, but the real grease paint is in my heart. You know, it's the biggest thing. Um, I think, uh, what was the thing? Oh, that's what I just wrote. Um, oh, wait, what the fuck? I just wrote that down. It's done. Whatever. Oh, here. Um, a lot of people are talking about arming teachers. I think giving teachers guns, obviously a bad idea, but it's also the only thing that's made me want to become a teacher. You know, I think that's fucking tight. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know what? I may not be great at teaching, but these kids will learn, you know? They'll learn something. <laughs> like how cool it is to have a gun. <laughs> gun history every day. Check out this gun and these guns. Yeah, baby. It's just me taking off my shirt without a gun. We'll just study commando every single day. Look at these guns. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, the man. Um, oh, that's what the joke was. Fuck. Uh, so what's it? somebody was saying earlier about how they didn't want to have... Uh, kids they're worried about having children and things i i have a girlfriend and obviously we've had a few pregnancy scares obviously because you know i'm cool like that uh you know to the people on the radio i'm winking at the, everybody in the audience uh w taking the time to wink at them um but uh you know when you i don't know if i necessarily want kids but the thing i do miss though the reason i would have a child is because i really miss team sports you know i want to be part of a team again that's the only reason i'd really want them though 
Yep, that's uh, that works. Okay, yeah. ding. Sure. Um, I uh, oh, I found out one of my coworkers at work, one of these guys I work with. He's a he's a grown man. He's twenty eight years old, and most of the time you say like, "Hey, uh, I would never." You never write jokes about people that, that you work with, but I found out this an adult man uh, when he gets diarrhea, he shits uh, and takes his clothes off in a public company restroom. So he, he strips down to his underwear and then shits while his clothes are all around the ground on the ground around him, like a like a pack rat. Like, I just don't understand why somebody would do this. The only reason I found out is because he was Googling the word ass gasket on our company computer. Yeah, like, what, uh, like there's so many things happening. You know what I mean? Like, what, does anybody here know what an ass gasket is, by the way? Yes, there you go. An ass gasket is the term for the toilet paper that goes over the toilet seat. And so he was shitting so much, he Googled the term blowing an ass gasket. And then he's like, oh, I guess, yeah, that's what I'm blowing when he's just stripping naked, shitting everywhere in our bathroom. Now, the thing, I say this because I'm, I'm making fun of this person, obviously, but also I'm going to get fired before him, too. So how, how cool am I really, you know? He's, he's partially retarded, and I'm uh, making fun of him on an open microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher! Uh, another famous person who took their clothes off while they were pooping is from Seinfeld, George Costanza. Oh, is that right? There's a whole episode about how when he, he talks about, he's like, when you take a, when you do a deuce, you gotta take off, you gotta take off your shirt, you gotta take off your pants. And he's like, there's a whole thing about taking off your pants completely while fucking, you're doing it. What the it's, fuck, what world is, what the fuck is, what's the matter with people? I, I'm just saying, this it, is, yeah, 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 it might not hurt me. you. It might not hurt you to look up the George Costanza episode. I just don't remember episode. Any of this, but I really hate it. I hate it. But so it's much. a thing. People take their clothes completely off to go potty. Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, in, the, in privacy of your own home, sure. But God damn it! No, but that's the whole crux of the Seinfeld is that oh. he takes off his clothes in another place, like oh, in front really? of the at like the Yankee Stadium, and someone takes his clothes or something, and then he has no clothes. <laughs> Shit! I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I'll have to definitely go brush that up and see if he's a Seinfeld fan. This guy I work with. <laughs> Well, he's just doing a bit. It's like I'm the punchline. He's like, yeah, this guy's doing open mic jokes about this killer bit I'm doing. He's in a, you know, really got the old fucking long con going. I don't think so. All right, anything else? Other comments? Good. All right, bye. Clearly he is perfect. John Gallagher, yes, clapping wildly. Yeah. Wow, you're next comedian. What a lovely man he is. Uh, he worked late. I guess tuning pianos and he's here now to tell jokes for you clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Matthew Banks alright give it up for Pam Benjamin running this open mic I uh, got a motorcycle yeah I did you ever buy something and you feel really underqualified to have it um, you don't feel nearly cool enough. That's kind of how I feel right now. Whenever I get a stoplight and another motorcycle pulls up beside me, you know how usually like the manly man would give him a nod like, yeah, we have motorcycles. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't look at me right now. I know. I don't measure up. I get it. Um, wow. Mm, I had some other stuff. Yeah, this whole gun thing. I... 
I don't know, I'm so conflicted on guns because I'm from the South. I grew up shooting guns. They're a lot of fun. I don't get these people that are like, I don't get how shooting a gun like gives you any sort of enjoyment. I'm like, you don't? Like, you don't? Really? I mean, I get it. We need gun control, but shit. Like, I saw somebody post on Facebook. They said that um, anybody who gets satisfaction out of shooting a gun has mental issues. And I was like, fuck off. You know, I was like, I think we need to get to some sort of understanding about this. And this one guy commented, he's like, look, I'm a, a responsible gun owner, and I believe in gun control. And uh, I think that I am the one that you should be trying to get along with right now so that we can come to some sort of agreement. Um, I don't know. I just don't get it. I'm frustrated. Because I'm, I'm mentally ill. I don't think I should be able to have a gun. But um, they are fun. I <laughs> wish we could just agree on that um what else i've been really questioning my beliefs a lot lately moving to san francisco really hit me in the face <laughs> it was like i have the same political beliefs as a nerd that has a cubicle at work where he can take a nap <laughs> um i don't know that i want to be on the same page as that guy um i was walking by a homeless dude i was like you know what we probably voted for the same person uh, who knows if he was voting at the time maybe pre-homeless maybe maybe that's when he voted for the same person this mic is hotter than usual I like it I, uh, I had my first TV appearance uh, went well crushing the comedy career I uh, had to call this dude he has a TV show and he said call me at 6 o'clock and we'll promote your show for you we'll put you on the big screen and we'll have a conversation with you it's like wow that sounds fantastic so I went home I got home like 5 o'clock took a nap watched some Game of Thrones afterwards a little rape and incest you know and uh, so I'm watching Game of Thrones getting ready for to do the call and I hit pause on my TV and uh, I answer the phone on FaceTime and finds out that my camera is flipped the opposite direction. So he gets a huge screenshot of my screen of a naked woman <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. He's like, Jesus Christ, Banks, are you jerking off? And I try to yes and it like, yeah, dude, I'm fucking jerking off, you know? Try to be funny. <laughs> my phone was muted. I couldn't even, <laughs> I don't know, I had to figure that out too. He's like, Jesus Christ, Banks, you're killing me. And <laughs> this like, this lady who was a co-anchor on the show, the look on her face was the same look as somebody who was watching a dude jerk off on public TV. Uh, so I feel like I did well. I feel like I did really well. I don't know. Oh, shit. I should have wrote more stuff down. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just think people should get along. I think if we look hard enough, we can find that, like, we all have something in common like even like big extremes like gay people and rednecks i mean we can both see clearly that they absolutely love meth <laughs> um, i don't know i can't finish that joke i don't have time have a good night thanks for having me love you banks yay jacking off everywhere yay the black light uh, on the first bit with the motorcycle, it doesn't uh, resonate with me because I, I actually, you know, you're tall and you're big, so you kind of do 
project a bit of you know masculine persona so maybe it's maybe the twist is that you're uh, you're um, that th you can choose whatever you want here but maybe it's that you're stupid or maybe it's that you're um uh, you know too stupid to figure out the key <laughs> i don't know anyways i'm done um i w was oops <laughs> oh. <laughs> um uh maybe for the part where he sees that you're watching like a naked lady if you really like instead of yes anding him you like shame you try to embarrass him like oh yeah i'm watching porn you know instead of being instead of being like yeah i'm watching porn you know accepting rather denying There was a part where you said you were mentally ill and uh, you shouldn't have guns, and then you said, but they're fun. I think it'd be funny if you're like, I'm mentally ill and I have seven, or something like that. Clap your hands together for Matthew Banks! You know when you can hear the bathroom go and there's no comments that it's time to make that. Your next comedian. What a lovely lady this is. Clap your hands together for Liz Stone. She not here yet? She she pre-signed early. She's not here yet. Your next comedian, he might not be here there. Joey Huller. Okay, they were coming from work late. I'm sorry. Your next comedian, I know that she's here. Everybody, it's Judith Silverstein. Apologize in advance if I cough on the microphone, uh, holding it low. Um, but uh, I'm not um, contagious because I've had this cold for a really long time, like since um, the time America was a democracy. It's been a long time. Um, <clears throat> but that's true. I'm probably not contagious at this juncture. Um, all right, before I get any further here, um, I just want to uh, thank uh, Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio, yes, for giving me the opportunity to be up here uh, breaking barriers, making something new uh, in the world um, as a Jew in comedy, yes. Uh, never been seen before in America, um, at least that's what I tell uh, the new immigrants. Uh, I think they probably have, probably half of San Francisco doesn't know about that whole thing. So, uh, all right. Uh, so I'm in my 50s now, and uh, I feel like being this age kind of gets a bad rap. There are a lot of really cool things about being an older woman. One of my favorites is that after all this time, all these years, I finally have equal opportunity access to being a creep. Yes, uh, it's pretty cool. A um, little less attractive, a little more aggressive. It's kind of like being a man. It's pretty good. Like uh, the other night, um, I met the cutest young Jewish guy. Um, thank you. Uh, we need more of those. And you know, when he told me uh, that he was single, I said to him, oh, have I got a girl for you? Uh, and he said, uh, <clears throat> really, who? Um, and I said, 
have you got a time machine? Because it's me, 20 years ago. Well, that is a completely wrong thing to say to the guy, because 20 years ago, I did not even date Jewish guys. That's why I don't have any money now. Yeah, and even 20 years ago, I couldn't get a guy like that. Um, but see, the thing about being older now is I can pretend to myself that I once could. Uh, so still getting rejected, but uh, the optics are better, for sure. Uh, but you know, um, I've realized that um, in my quest to uh, attain man-level creepiness, um, I do remain handicapped by something that for um, many women gets even worse as we age. And that is uh, that as nasty and pernicious a little thing as I am, uh, I do have kind of a sweet, disarming quality that uh, 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 that uh, really kind of interferes with the uh, menacing uh, atmosphere that I would like to be able to create. Um, so I've done some special training, um, and I have really upped my game. And now I can just walk up to um, any guy with total confidence and say, um, like you, sir, uh, what, what is that um, amazing thing you have in your pants? What, what do you got going on in there? It's like uh, alligator? Uh, oh, uh, uh, yes, he has figured it out. Um, oh, no, 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 sir, I'm talking about your wallet. I was talking about your wallet, sir. I, th I thought you were going to be the one that I would have after the show. I thought you were going to take your wallet out. Uh, all right, but, uh, you know, uh, I think I've used up all my time, and I'm just going to uh, flee the stage shamefully. Uh, all right, guys, thanks. Judah Silverstein, yay, yay. I feel like you missed a bunch of places where you could have had potential punchlines. Uh, you said... It's like being a man without the, and then you didn't fill in the blank. So I feel like it's being a man without the blank or with the blank. Like you could, it's like being a man without the temper tantrums or it's like being a man without the laziness and video game problems or it's like being a man and knowing how to feed myself. I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a punchline there that you just, you did it a couple times. You skipped over it. You did it again where you said like, you were talking about something and then you went on about menacing and something about something and it ended up being the wallet. But I feel like you have these places where you go da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, up. and then there's no punchline. So I, you've got the talking around things, no problem, but like try to think of, cause you, you, you said it all, you have these setups, like it's like being a man and then you kept going, but it, it there's a punchline there without the, or with the, and that's where like the scathing, you know, commentary and comedy comes in. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I hear that. I ate the punchline, because the punchline is supposed to be, um, I'm talking about your wallet, uh, not, not your dick. Um, but I just, I just ate it, because the delivery well, was you, so, but so you, bad. You talked yeah. about it. You actually, you talked about it for a minute before you even got to wallet. Like you... Yeah, the you, alligator you could, skin, the whole bit. It's a wasted misdirection. There's right. no need for it. Yeah, but just, but just try to think of like where you can make those things. I mean, like you had the really, it's like being a man without the or with the, and you can have a whole, like there's, there's a, your set gives you spaces for punches. You're just not taking. Yeah. Them. I'm, I'm attract, I'm less attractive and I'm more aggressive. It's like being a man. Mm -hmm. 
Right, without it, a or with okay. a. It's okay. like it's like being I'm. It's like being it. a man without. It needs like, a tag. It just yeah. It just needs to finish yeah. the, because the part about you being aggressive isn't the funny part. It's the part of you connecting with the men. Do you see? Like I do. I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I also I really liked the bit where you talked about trying to present yourself as a younger lady to the young man if you had a time machine. I think because you mentioned being Jewish, you could mention like, I was going to go back and kill Hitler with the time machine, but now I'm just going to fuck this guy. Nice. But you felt Didn't. denied like the Holocaust. You know, there's something you could work in like a Holocaust denial joke in there too. Yeah, these are the possibilities of, of history. You could toss Instead of going back in history to kill Hitler, I would just yeah, go back just to, fuck, to, to fuck guys. To get some of that, that cut cock. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I like it. We done? We're done. Clab Wiley, Joe Silverstein. Yay! Your next comedian. She just walked in the door. Clap your hands together for Liz Stone. What's up, guys? You guys, my uh, my husband just quit his job without talking to me about it first, which, yeah, hot, hot tip, not a good move at all. I was really pissed off, and I just felt like, oh, my God, why can't you have a normal midlife crisis and just cheat on me like everyone else does, you know? Like, I just feel like at this point, if he just gets a job, I do not care who he sleeps with, just anything, right? And, uh, like, I, I'm not into polyamory, and I know that is a lifestyle choice, which I totally respect. It's just that, for me personally, I do not have that much love to share with the world. So, uh, one person's actually kind of a stretch for me. So, but if he wants to bring in a second wife and she's going to contribute to rent, I'm totally down with that. That will work for me. That is why the Bay Area is all about free love. It's because it's fucking expensive. So, um, yeah, but I, I feel like um, the worst part about my husband quitting his job is all the men who keep telling me that I need to be okay with it because it's feminism. And according to these uh, amazing male feminists, get out your rape whistles, they they just love to, they're like, men were the breadwinners, now women are the breadwinners, so you have to be okay with this. Like, that is just feminism, and if you're not okay with it, you're not a feminist. And I'm like, okay, guys, here's the thing, when your 40-year-old husband quits his job as a lawyer to join a band, that is not feminism, all right? I do not need a lecture on gender studies, I need a prayer circle to keep him from growing a greasy ponytail. At this point, the only thing that could be worse is if he comes home and tells me that he wants to work for a nonprofit. Now, don't get me wrong. I love, I, I support nonprofits. I believe in them. They do good work. But when I met my husband 11 years ago, I was like, all right, you're a corporate lawyer. Nothing about you indicates you want to help anyone. We are a fit. So you can't just bait and switch on the big issues 11 years in. And I'm I'm trying to do my part for women. Like I'm starting my own business. And you guys seem as excited as my mother. So I feel totally at home. Good work. I also for a long time been really proud of myself for making more money than my husband. That's obviously no longer an accomplishment. So uh, if you have a paper route, you're doing better than he is. But I feel like we got to get to the root of the problem. Like we need more women in politics. We need more women in management. We need to move women forward. It's very important. And uh, I think that we need to get to the core of the issue. We clearly need more female serial killers. 
because we are gravely underrepresented. And the thing is, why do you think skinny white guys run Silicon Valley? It's because when you look at that scrawny dude in a hoodie, he looks exactly like the guy who chopped up bodies and hid the parts in kombucha bottles for five years. He, in the back of your mind, you know he could be just burying bodies below the supply room. So when he goes in and asks for a raise on a subconscious level, you're scared of him. You're like, yes, okay. And we need women to instill that fear. And once we do that, we're going to be able to just move on up in society. So I feel like that is a business I'd be happy to build. Like, is that the one minute light? One minute. All right. Uh, the, yeah, like I could just do like Uber for serial killers. We recruit female serial killers. Like we find out some Walmart in Minnesota is not advancing women. You like dispatch out a bunch of women. They do their job. Rumors get started. There are women out murdering. And the next lady that walks into Walmart and asks her her promotion is going to fucking get it. It's going to be equal pay. It's going to be amazing. And it's not going to be like, it's not a man-hating thing. You can serial kill ladies if you want. That's fine. I, I'm down to kill some ladies. I don't have murder in my heart, but I have strength and determination. So I feel like I can, you know, learn a new trick of the trade. But um, yeah, I could um, kill some women, maybe like some women with husbands who are employed so I could steal them. That would be great. Then I don't need to worry about moving forward for equality. Um, oh yeah, the only other thing about that was like, uh, serial killers always have calling cards. Uh, so what are female serial killer calling cards? And I'm going to say, we're going to skip that. We have left enough stuff in male, in men's apartments over the years to know that it just doesn't do any good to leave some shit behind. So we're not going to have our calling cards. All right. That is, I think my time. Thank you. No problem. If he doesn't have a job, you can always sell that rock on your finger, that thing that's like <laughs> dancing in the light here at Mutiny Radio. Damn. Uh, really hot take with the serial killers. I've never heard that before. That's really that's a great premise. Thank you. Uh, Comments. Yeah. I, I actually, I wonder if, if you've tried the ser- women uh, as ser- serial killers bit uh, with other like things. Like maybe... Because, like, the whole concept of this joke is, like, that, you know, women, we should be doing something that's going to be really scary, and so everyone's going to get really scared. Maybe it's, like, women need to, uh, you know, masturbate on buses more, and that's going to scare everyone. Or women, like, yeah, public masturbation is something that comes to mind is, like, a little bit lighter. That I mean, I don't know, maybe if it's working, it's working, but... I would just think about maybe... Other sw- stuff that men are known for doing. Yeah. Women. Okay. Thank you. I fucking love that serial killer bit. That Thanks. shit is dope. <laughs> I want that bit. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about it, and it's like everything you have definitely should stay because it's fucking awesome. I was just thinking of adding to it. like, if the, So if I, when I kill someone, right, I have like five guys that I can call in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. They're bringing a shovel. They're yeah, helping, yeah, you know the team, I mean? the team. Right. Do, do women have the team like that? Yeah, I, you know? I, I kind of, I realized I was running out of time, but I, I do have a bit about building a team and recruiting. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll but I like, but I, I don't have the specifics about like bringing the shovel and all that. So yeah. I like that, those details. And there's one, I don't know how you'd work this in, but there's one time I went to a fucking 7-Eleven at 2 a.m. and I bought some garbage bags and some duct tape and like a knife, right? I, it wasn't a knife. It was like a box cutter or something. I don't know. 
But the fucking guy at the counter was like, what the fuck are you going to use all this yeah. shit for? You want women to have that same reaction. But maybe we, we're buying like nail files and hair dryers with cords, so we're not going to get yeah, caught yeah. when we... We're buying just like beauty products. Because you're but smart. It's, yeah, it's our killing. But I like the weapon aspect of this as well. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Anything else? Real quick thought. There's um, in Silicon Valley. There's um, you probably know this, but there's like this big movement for women in tech called Lean In. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe you could say like Lean In with a knife or. You oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Person. I like that. Okay, awesome. Okay, cool. Oh, this is very helpful. Uh, I may be speaking only for the neurologically challenged among us, um, and I, I. I know you have a lot of material that you're trying to fit in, and it, it's good. Um, but I kind of needed you to slow down a little bit to go just a little bit slower, uh, so that uh, what you were saying could could sink in. I, I may be alone in this, but okay. I thought you were fast. Okay. Fast. Thanks. Clap your hands together for Liz Stone. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Moving right along, we are at the hour mark. We have more comedians. We're super excited. Hey, don't forget, starting this Thursday is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 25 shows in five days. 37 comedians from all over the United States, as far flung as Maine. Yeah, New York. We got people coming from Boston. It's going to be a lot of fun. Your next comedian, what a lovely human being she is. She's new on the scene, but she's very funny. She's showing up everywhere. I think her first showcase is coming up soon. Clap your hands together for Angel Weaver. What's up, Muni Radio? Happy Monday. It's Monday. Jesus Christ. I almost said happy Thursday or something. Um... So Melania Trump, I did some research on her. Pam, you're going to love this one. Uh, Melania Trump recently said in an interview that her favorite TV show is How to Get Away with Murder. So all this time, we thought her greatest accomplishment was going from softcore porn star to first lady of the United States, but it's not. It's going from softcore porn star to first female presidential assassin. And she's also going to get away with it. Exactly. Let's give it up for feminism. Yay for feminism. Um, on a lighter note, outside of murder, I am in a relationship. <laughs> uh, I'm in a relationship. I recently got engaged, which is really exciting. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is not a lie. This is real. Um, and so... <laughs> people usually have a reaction where they clap for me. Uh, but the only thing this ring has done for me so far is stopped men from buying me drinks at the bar. <laughs> okay. When a woman gets engaged, it's an ultimate drink stopper. Men don't have to wear engagement rings. I think that was purposeful. But I am engaged, uh, and my partner is really into like fitness. He loves working out. Uh, and so he's coming home after the gym, and he's like, these workouts are just not hard enough for me. And I was like, so you see that it is disappointing when something isn't as hard <laughs> as you like it to be. It's not so fun, is it? Uh, but he's been switching it up, so now he's playing soccer. He's been going to like soccer games, and he came home 
I guess it is more challenging because he came home with a sprained ankle. And I was like, what happened? He's like, I stepped on a soccer ball and I rolled my foot and I was like, honey, <laughs> let me explain to you how soccer works, <laughs> okay? I don't know much, but I don't think the goal is to step on the ball. <laughs> I think you're supposed to kick it. Uh, but he is on crutches now and it's very, very sad. Um, Another cool thing about being engaged is that I'm now the trusted go-to person for relationship advice with my friends, which I think is kind of funny that in order to be the trusted person to give advice, you just have to do one relationship right. right? <laughs> it's like, fuck all those 400 guys that it didn't work out with. You now have one. We trust you. And so all of my friends, and, and, and there's no other profession where that makes sense, right? Like if I wanted to go skydiving, I'm not like, oh, I'm thinking about going skydiving. Someone's like, oh, I've done that once. Let me take you up there, <laughs> right? Like I want a trusted professional, but for relationship advice, we go to the person that's done it right once. Uh, I think that's the opposite. When I'm looking for my marriage counselor, I'm gonna go to someone who's on their fifth or sixth marriage. Uh, so that way I know what not to do. <laughs> You're a good example of what I shouldn't do in my relationship. Um, <laughs> no time for that. Yeah, I have time. Um, another thing that I've recently done with my partner, we're getting a little freaky in the bedroom, so I recently let him come inside of me for the first time. It was really, thank you, thank you so much, I appreciate it. Uh, it was really great, and I think that folks, they talk about how good that's gonna feel, they tell you about the pleasure, uh, but nobody prepares you for the mess. Uh, and I really think they should. I think it should come with a warning that says, uh, ladies, don't try this at home. Uh, try it at his house. <laughs> uh, because when you're getting up and that cum just spits out of you like a loogie, uh, it's very graphic and nice. Uh, the only thing you're going to be thinking uh, is, God, I'm so glad these are my sheets, okay? <laughs> this is messy. All right, guys, thanks so much. Angel Weaver! I have found the exact opposite to be true about the ring. I am divorced now, but when I wear my old engagement ring, men buy me more drinks and they pay attention to me more and I feel that it's because they think that I'm worthwhile. Like if some other man wants me, that I must be worth something, right? So, but every time I, I find the exact opposite thing, I having the ring on actually I feel like it brings men closer to you because also in San Francisco, they're like, oh yeah, if she'll fuck me, I can fuck her without any problems because she's got a man at home. So yeah, it's going to be hot. <laughs> so I've just, had, I've just had a very different experience with the wedding ring yeah. thing. Just, that's, I'm, that's all. Like, I'm, I might be the, the ring, only one. I, maybe I just look like a whore all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Pam, you are a true chauvinist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like the idea of only letting the man come inside of you at his house. I think... <laughs> Uh, if you don't know his layout very well, you can work like a Hansel and Gretel situation of following the cum droplets like from the bathroom back to the bed. It's geographical. I love that. Yeah, a, I love it. See if you get lost in the dark, follow the black light. I just think it could work. Okay. I like that. Um, I love the bit about the how some, suddenly everyone wants your advice even though you, it's like one successful relationship. And I think if you restructure it, it would hit harder. So if you went, um, like, I'm engaged, all my friends want their advice, but 
this is just one successful relationship and then you expand on the really bad ones so it's like obvious that your friends are not really using their best judgment mm-hmm. and then do the bit about your husband and the soccer ball and not getting hard and then do a callback back to your friends with their bad judgment. I think it would like tie it together to be like a really strong bit and you'd get to make fun of your friends and your husband and like drive home the point that why does everyone suddenly want the advice of a engaged person? And then it it just might hit harder if you restructure it that way. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. You got to put out the the not good sheets, you know, when it's at your house. That's what I always do because it's like, or what you can do is like put out a towel or something that you can use. That is what I say to the girl, don't move. And then I go, guess it's kind of a romantic thing, you know, like, like, let me get your jizz rag, you know? So, um, just, that's just life yeah, note. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks everyone. Angel Weaver! I often um, will have sex on top of... Um, uh, no, just um, they're the, the bounty, the selecticize, you know, because you can fold it in half and stick it underneath you, and then if the cum dumps drip out of you, at least it doesn't go on your sheets. It goes to a very, a very absorbent towel-like thing. Your next comedian, I don't know what he absorbs his jizz with, but we're going to find out. Put your hands together for Max Eddy! <laughs> an intro okay um there we go uh you guys a little bit about myself so my name is max uh i have add uh in case you don't know add stands for attention deficit do you guys think i look gay (laughs) i get that all the time people think i look gay for the record for the record i'm bisexual i'm not gay yet um yeah i I actually came out when i was 24 even though i grew up in like a pretty gay friendly area like around San Francisco, so I'm probably gonna be gay like on my deathbed, is what I'm thinking. Like, uh, it'll just be my wife and my three little girls, uh, Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. And I'll, t- I'll tell my wife, uh, Delilah, Delilah, you know I've loved you my entire life. There's nothing you can do to take that away from me, but I gotta be honest with you now, Delilah. Pussy is gross. It tastes like batteries, Delilah. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna stand by that. Never mind. Um, but um, and uh, she, you know, she's not. She's not gonna care. She's just gonna. I had a. I had a direction with that bit. It was gonna. Never mind. Um, I. Um, oh, you know, my sister. My sister doesn't believe that being bisexual is a real thing. Um, which would be fine if she didn't also believe in ghosts. Like, my, my capacity to love, like, sexually is less credible than, like, paranormal activity to her. Like, she watches the movie Paranormal Activity, and she's like, how did they get that footage? And she'll watch, like, Brokeback Mountain and be like, why? So they're gay, right? See, you guys, you got this, Brokeback Mountain is not gay cowboys. They're both in heterosexual relationships. I'm going to chalk that up to uh, Charlie's ignorance. There we go, playing to the crowd. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, but my sister uh, actually thought she saw a ghost. Uh, she was 17, I was 18 at the time. Uh, she was trying to convince me, and I just wasn't having it. Um, 
she was like, no, I saw it. Like it was, it was late one night and I, sw I swear to God, I saw it like come through the front door. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, what did he look like? He was like, uh, I, I don't know, it was dark. And I was like, oh, that's, that's totally fair. That's when people see things best is uh, when it's dark. <laughs> and um, uh, she's like, no, but I saw, I saw him go upstairs and Rocky, th the dog was barking at him. I was like, oh, you know what? I forgot about the rule that dogs never bark at just nothing. They're always really quiet when they're supposed to be. Um, but she was like, no, 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 I swear, I swear. I heard, I heard footsteps go up to the attic, and then I just heard like a pounding for like three minutes. And then I just heard at the end of it, oh! Oh! Then I remembered, um, <laughs> there was one night I was fucking her friend who was a girl, and uh, uh, that'll be funny at some point. Uh, you guys really caught the tail end. Um, I haven't finished it. Uh, that's all I've got. Uh, my name is Max. Max! But you gotta do the, you didn't do the thing where you talk to your grandfather and the bicycle and you bring the call yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, no, It I doesn't mean, matter. You know, we, you know we know it, you don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. That's, like so for the people who haven't heard it before, when he starts at that whole ADD thing, it's actually the longest callback of all time. And it's really great. It's great when you get back to it at the end. I love it because yeah. it's like the long callback and then people go, oh, that was his opening joke. Ah, Attention deficit disorder. That's yeah. what I have. Yeah. I enjoy that joke very much. Um, I, I love your new stuff about um, you're still taking it into the weird bisexual land and I'm digging all of it. Thank you. You just keep digging. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I got to... I'm trying to write um, punchlines for these ones, so if anyone has any of those, that'd but be you're great. fine with. St I mean, the storytelling honestly is good, and like you're, it's you're entertaining to watch on stage, whether the punchlines were there or not. So whatever. Does anybody have any punchlines for him? Um, yeah, I I thought the I love the part about your sister doesn't believe in bisexual, but she okay. believes in ghosts. But I think when she tells you about the time she heard a ghost it should be a bisexual man like, okay, yeah. so that it brings it back together yeah. and it could, that could be who you were, um, who you were boning. And I think you can get there a little bit quickly, be faster yeah. because the build up, like you were kind of like punch, punch, punch. And then the description of what she heard kind of slowed it down. And I think if you tighten that up and then maybe give the twist of a bisexual man, it might yeah. hit harder. I think that sounds good. Thank you. If, if you're going down on a girl and you have trouble with the taste, right, you can just get like an otter pop and like switch back and forth. So that would, that helps in my experience. Uh, how, the, how, do they still sell otter pops? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, man. During Shark okay. Week, uh, Bevmo sells shark pops, which are the same except they're alcoholic. Um, joke wise, uh, I don't know if there's anything here, but. Uh, bisexuals and ghosts, the thing they have in common is they can both fuck whoever they want. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I actually like the idea, too, of the whole your sister not believing in the gayness but in the ghosts. So I've uh, used the term gaytheist in my act before, and it just never really finds a good home. Okay. So if you can throw in gaytheist. Totally noted. You can't take phagnostic because that's mine. <laughs> but gaytheist. But gaytheist. Yeah. just don't believe it. That's what. Oh, yeah. A little agnostic there. It's very funny. I love all your new jokes, Max. They're really funny. Um, I think that I have the opposite feedback on the joke about the ghosts and the buildup. 
I think that it's so obvious that you're that it's clearly you fucking somebody that it would almost be funnier to deny and be like, yep, that was a ghost or something. Yeah. I just think something about like saying it was sex. Like the funny part to me was the blah. Yeah. The, I was going to, I was going to turn it into a thing where, um, I was going to tell her, but then she like goes upstairs and finds, uh, do you guys, are you guys familiar with the term ectoplasm? Yes. Um, like she confuses ectoplasm for something involved with having sex with a man. But, um, I think I, I just I got to figure out the ending, but yeah, I'm glad the premise is is solid. So, good looking out. Thank you. Hooray, Max Eddie! Yay! Again, in the fills today, we're listening to Floating Goat. You can see them this Saturday at Bender's Bar and Grill. They're going to be playing. It's going to be great. Or you should just come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because at 10 o'clock it's the underwear show, and I'm going to be hosting with leather pasties your next comedian what a funny guy he is he was here last friday and we enjoyed all his jokes you're gonna love him right now he's gonna be the last one we're gonna give comments to and then we'll just run through everybody else's sets but put your hands together for joey huller oh fuck that's me okay sorry guys i'm less prepared than i usually am i just got here from work Usually prepared is like I sat in the room for 20 minutes and and anxiously tried to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, this time I only did 10, so I'm half as prepared as usual, which is almost none at all. Uh, I don't have a problem with religion. Uh, well, not in general. I mean, there's a couple specific ones, you know, like like there's no Southern Baptists in here right now, are there? Yeah. Yeah, because if, if there were, they'd be like, fuck you. So good. We got that out of the way. I, I think there's a fallacy about like uh, a lot of uh, fundamentalist religion that they don't realize that like the arguments can work both ways. Um, like the easy argument of it's God's will. Uh, and like one of the first guys to use that one was Genghis Khan. You know what I mean? And he, he was real into God's will. And uh you can use that to justify anything. I could just go into your store and, and claim I'm a religious fanatic and, and steal uh, something, I don't know, CDs? <laughs> and, because uh, I'm the type of guy who does that, because I'm a religious zealot, and I exist 20 years ago. Um, but I can just excuse it by saying it's God's will, and then when you say, well, you just did something fucked up, God wouldn't have wanted you to do that, then I say the next one, which fills it out, which is God works in mysterious ways. That way, you couldn't have interpreted God, God's will anyway. So I kind of have this backwards-facing justification for the whole thing. Um, weed is awesome, but it shouldn't be a lifestyle. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. I smoke weed like nine out of ten hours I'm awake in the day, and that's why I'm only awake ten hours. And, but here's the thing. If you ask someone about a topic that's not related to weed, you want them to give you an answer that's not related to weed. I mean, if I ask you about religion and you say, just Jesus was anointed with fucking hemp oil, man, they don't want to tell you about that. You know what I mean? If, you, if, you, if I ask you about politics and they're like, legalize, it's, there's other shit in the world. Like, throw it out to the audience. Give me a topic. Like, ask me about something in, you know, like, anything. Gun control. Gu gun control. We would, dude, I can't even fire a gun when I'm stoned. That's, that's the problem right there. If everybody had legalized weed, they wouldn't even be able to use their guns. Is that it? Is that my four? Is that, <laughs> I thought that was the clap of like, you're fucking finished. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
going to finish off by talking about my roommate farting. Uh, so yes, some of you might have experienced this. Uh, but he does it in a unique way that is extra fucked up. And I'm just going to give you a demo. I don't, I don't have any farts. I really wish I did. That would really make the bit. Um, I'm not sure how to conjure farts yet, but he does this thing where he'll be sitting there watching TV and I'm like behind him. So he doesn't know that I'm like in full view of him and he'll do like a wind up to his fucking fart. It's kind of, and then, and then he lets it out and it's just this little, that's it. First of all, it's not epic enough for you to have made that fucking wind up. You know what I mean? You don't see a baseball pitcher fucking wind up and then toss the ball behind him. It's bullshit. But then he says, fuck, man, sorry, my bad, excuse me. What? You just wound up to fart. You can't tell me that was an accident. And then he'll do it four times in a fucking row, as if I don't catch on to the pattern. When I fart, I do a fucking pose from the Ginyu Force. Motherfucker, Dragon Ball Z, anybody? Ginyu Force? No? It's, it's a playful way to admit that you farted and entertain the room at the same time. I advocate it for anyone. It actually works. If you fart and you do a guinea force post, people laugh and they don't hold it against you at all. So, um, I, that's all I came prepared with tonight. So, thank you guys. Joey Eller! Show me that guinea. What's the guinea pose I get to do? The guinea pose? Oh, this, guinea, I only know the guinea? one. I only know the one. But it's, it's called... It's, it's this it's, and, then, and then the leg. Right, and, and it's, it's called a guinea fort? Ginyu. The Ginyu, Ginyu. Force. It's Thank a group of God. aliens that invaded Earth and Goku had to stop them. And we and they kill Earthlings with their farts, obviously. Uh, very funny. Uh, Jesus, you know, he really was anointed by weed. They say that cannabis was... Oh, when it's the, true. Yeah. That, that back in that, when they'd uh, anoint the priests, that they'd put them in all this oil that would have like, you know, frankincense and myrrh and all that bullshit and also cannabis. So then they'd like actually see God and then they'd be a priest or whatever. So I, I, but I enjoyed very much your set about um, the weed. And it's very funny because we could say anything to you, gun control. We could, it's right. really funny. You should just keep doing those. Keep going, just do I would do next week, just do that joke, whole, but just keep set. asking comment. Like, because you could do anything, gun control, you could do period right, sex. Right. I mean, anybody could yell anything. Period and sex. Well, yeah, but you could, but that's the thing is I'm sure that you could twist it around to the weed thing, which sure, is very, sure. very funny. Sure. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, going off of what Pam's saying, like, there's going to be, like, three or four responses in any given performance that people are going to want to give to any other issue. Gun control, obviously, is one right, right now. Right. If you have, like, something something really tight for each of those three or four responses, you're going to look like a, a goddamn wizard up there. So, that's true. That's so, true. That's the way to do it. It's fun. It's a fun bit. I like looking like a wizard. Who's, who's, who's next? All right. I think we can all Anyone? agree that was a great set. Yep. Everybody clap wildly for Joey Heller. <laughs> new badass premises. Thank you, Liz Stone, your next comedian. What a lovely guy this is. He smokes the coolest cigarettes that ever cigaretted. Uh, the Galois. Galois. Because there's an E on the end, but the S is what. Anyways, it's French. Put your hands together for the very funny Zach Foster. <laughs> Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, who is kind enough to give me the opportunity to give her a cigarette. Show off my galois. Oh, yeah, I can pronounce that word. It took like six months of smoking those before I could pronounce the word, though. You got to build up to it. Whatever happens during this set at 2 minutes and 58 seconds, there's going to be a punchline where I'm going to fart, okay? And then it'll be boom. 
It's a callback to the last set. <laughs> no one figured that out. I just noticed there's some unexposed... I just noticed, by the way, there's some exposed brick on the ceiling there. That is artisanal, okay? <laughs> Fucking gangster shit. We need a few more of those, Pam. Let's dank out this room. What's up, Mutiny Radio? That's right. That's a minute of crowd work, guys. That's a fucking record. <laughs> fucking round of applause. Just um, was at Whole Foods the other day, and I brought my own bags. And so they were like, so do you want to keep or donate your bag? I was like, really? Is that what homeless people need? Empty bags? That, <laughs> that say foods on them? Like, not even food. Like, plural. Foods. Like, this, <laughs> there are foods in this empty bag. Not half-eaten foods, but whole foods. Yeah! (laughs) I got a plan of reaction to, ooh, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) You're going to be feasting tonight on whole foods bags. Like next time a whole next time somebody comes up to me is like, can you spare any change? I'll be like, yo, I got something way better. I got an empty bag that says foods on it. <sighs> All right, digging too much. <laughs> like, dude, this bag is so amazing. If you eat it, you might not die. All right. Um. I, uh, I've been having trouble uh, with my girlfriend, having girlfriend trouble, can't get her to come anymore. It's like the longer you've been with someone, the harder it is to make them come. I was going down on her 15 minutes in, I'm still licking dry pussy. I'm like, 15 minutes? I could have jacked off three times in 15 minutes and taken a 14-minute nap. <laughs> In 15 minutes, I could have saved 15% or more on car insurance. I'm like, babe. One dude has Geico here. That's about it. The other guy's like, what's car insurance? I was like, babe, just imagine I was emotionally intelligent. She's like, but you're not. I was like, okay, guys, that's all my time. Thanks so much. We're going for Pam Benjamin. Yay! Zach Foster, yay! And then yay! I know we're not giving comments, but just for you to know, cockroaches can live on the glue that holds paper bags together. Just as it that might or might not help your set. Just some knowledge. <laughs> also, bed bugs can live in books. That's another thing that's gross. It's true. Don't pick up books off the side of the street because bed bugs can live in them. I know. The world is a dirty place. Your next comedian, well, you know more than all of us. You've got a PhD. I only have master's degrees. Who knows the crazy things you know? Your next comedian, uh, I don't know him so well. I'm so excited to hear his new work. Everybody put your hands together for Kevin August. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I, uh, I just celebrated my two-year wedding anniversary with my wife. Thank you very much. 
Uh, my wife is two years younger than me, which is a little bit difficult sometimes, um, just because I have a really intense fantasy for being with an older woman. Uh, so I started, I started dressing younger, like just for bed. Like I'll put on my Toy Story pajamas and she'll threaten to call my parents if I don't brush my teeth. Um, that's just foreplay. I've learned that, uh, that uh, foreplay is a lot like the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Um, I, um, I don't know, saying it out loud, it definitely sounds like more of a babysitter fantasy I got going on, but either way, I'm getting spanked, so. Um, I can't stand when my wife goes grocery shopping, though, so I'll typically ride in the cart. And uh, the other night, we were in the body wash aisle. You know the one I'm talking about? You look clean. Um, I thought it was so weird. They had body wash four men and four women, and I'm like, it's 2018. I don't smell gender. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you. I, it's fun to be out, you guys, just being lighthearted, making jokes. Um, I'm actually in the middle of dealing with a pretty serious drug problem. Um, I can't remember where I hid them. And there's a lot of good drugs in that box. Um, I don't know. I think drugs get a bad rap. I actually just, this isn't a lie, I just did mushrooms yesterday with um, some friends. Thank you, Pam. Uh, I took some friends on their first mushroom trip. It was a blast. I was like, you guys are my psychedelic ducklings. I'm your cool mama goose. Sit back, relax, um, you know, put on your mask before helping others. Um, it was great. I think uh, drugs get a bad rap. I think there's, you know, uh, if you were to tell me your relationship was on the rocks, I would say, look, I'm no doctor, but this was my diagnosis. You both need to take some Molly and spend a night in a hotel room because not only will you talk your problems out, but you will be heard. And most importantly, you will dance. Um, uh, I, uh, my wife and I just went on a budget cruise uh, over New Year's, which was no fun. I would not recommend that to anyone. Um, there were no TVs in the rooms, and the only entertainment they had booked was this Ukrainian dude who didn't know the words to the songs that his band was trying to perform. Um, yeah, so it'd be like, Billie Jean is not my girlfriend. No, she's just a girl who thinks that kid is mine. But that kid is not my kid. Yes, and we moonwalk. Oh, and we moonwalk. Yes. We were like, where are the lifeboats? We're getting the fuck off this ship. Uh, the only song he did nail, he comes up, he goes, all right, labias and gentlemen, who's ready for some women songs? Who likes the women here? Hashtag me too, no? Uh, this one goes out for my special lady. Um, it is uh, a song I, uh, I, I love the guy who sings it, and then this one goes out for her. It goes, girl, you're my angel. You're my darling angel. Closer than my people you are to me, lady. Love is one be party when you still young. Dude fucking nails a Shaggy impression. We couldn't believe it. By the way, can someone tell Shaggy to swallow? It's been 20 years, and the dude's got a bubble in his throat. Uh, it's awful. I don't know. I um, I will. I got the horn. I'll leave you guys with this. Um, I recently got zapped by an iPhone cord, and now I can't stop auto-correcting myself. Um, and it's really ducked up because I I font always mean what comes put of my mouth. Um, that's my time, you guys. I'm Kevin August. Thanks so much. Kevin August! Yay! You got a clap break. You don't even need comments. You got like an applause break. You're hilarious. Everybody keep clapping for Kevin August. Yay! That was a great set. 
your next comedian. He's going to kill it too. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Dan Shively. That shit was great, man. You're a new comic? Oh, cool. I like your shit. Uh, so I'm just going to fucking riff because I didn't do any work. Uh, f- someone, I forget who it was, they were talking about being a serial killer. A couple people, right? Always. Yeah, Liz Stone, someone else, I don't know. I think I'd make a really fucking good serial killer, you know? Like, fucking, I follow people around all the time. Like, I'll just wait outside their front door and then just follow them, you know? See where they go and shit. Most of the time, it's like Safeway or Starbucks or whatever. But the one thing they all have in common is fucking nobody ever looks behind them, you know? Like, they can't, like, you're all just cheap, you know? Sometimes, like, if you're following someone and they go into a parking garage or something or just any, if they park anywhere and they go in a building that's more than one story high, you, if you want to keep following them, you know, you have to follow them into the building. You know what I mean? Because if they get in the elevator and they go up and you're not with them, then you don't know where the fuck they are. Multiple exits to the building, you just got to keep following them. And it's always a rush, you know, when you like run into the elevator right behind them. Oh shit, do they notice me? You know, smell their hair a little and shit. Uh, yeah, I'm a fucking creep, I guess. I fi- So I follow them and uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm a private investigator. I didn't mention that. That's... that's <laughs> That's my job. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I just, like, a lot of times, you, you spend a lot of time sitting out in front of people's houses, and uh, you see people leave for vacation, you know, a lot, like their neighbors or whatever, and you just want to, like, go in and, like, enjoy their house for a little while. You know what I mean? I think this is a natural urge. You're just not in the situation that I'm in, you know? Like, you see them leaving. They're not going to eat the fucking fruit roll-ups when they get back, you know? So I want to I want to do that. I'm just tell, telling you my creep ass ideas. It's funny how that word kind of just slides into your life. You know, creep. People say creep. At first you're young and you wield it like, oh, what a fucking creep. And then it starts getting pointed at you. And you're like, oh, shit, now I'm the creep. There's something liberating, though, in just like embracing that shit. You know? Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What else is there? I'd make a good serial killer. The trick to uh, being a good serial killer, I think, is always to remember if there's no body, then there's no conviction. You know what I mean? So, like, not enough people realize that, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Just get, like, one of those big metal tubs. You know what I'm talking about? Where they put hazardous materials in. Get one of those. You stuff the body in there. You, you dig a hole that's like, I don't know, six feet deep. It'll take a couple hours, but you can do it. And then you just put like some fucking like chemicals in there. And six months later, body's gone. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's about right. Uh, anyway, I'm a creep. People call me creep all the time. I was trying to just embrace it a little tonight with this set. And it seems like I'm just making you guys uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know. What other creepy things can I say? I'm having that hot feeling in the back of my head, you know, like I want to do something insane soon. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's pretty creepy. I just want to like, I don't know, move into my car and like, I don't know. 
put someone in the trunk of it or some shit, you know? And just make them, like, do whatever I want all the time. No, I'll probably just kill them. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening to me, you guys. Dan Shively, he's got that hot feeling in his head. Yeah! Hot feeling in his head. Love it! Creepy, and I love it. Also, the best thing to do is you have to chop them up into tiny bits uh, and then feed them to different animals, uh, dump the body all over in different places, not all in one place. Uh, secret, little secret there. Your next me is the punniest of punsters. He always brings the heat, and you're going to love him. Everybody, put your hands together for Charlie Spink. Woo! Yes, I love Charlie Spink. That guy's my favorite. I'm like, I can relate to that guy. Speaking of relating to things, you know what's in the news? The news is in the news. I don't know if you guys have seen this. There's this network called MSNBC. I think it's super progressive that NBC has a news network just for people with multiple sclerosis. No. Is this more like a one sclerosis crowd? I know the ladies can have multiples, am I right? That's a... LOL. So I have a day job, as I'm sure many of you do. I was out to get that paper. I was out to stack that paper. Mostly because I order the office supplies for my office. And the other day, I ordered way too much paper. I ordered so much paper. How much paper? That I got reamed. (laughs) Yes, I did. I'm sorry, you guys might think that joke is garbage. I think it's recyclable. Put that shit in the blue bin. Blue bin lives matter. That's a recycled joke. Just bringing it back. So I don't mean to brag about my masculinity on stage, but uh, I went to Home Depot to buy a shovel this weekend. Completely true story. And I think it was the pimp in me that did this. I went up to the gardening section, and I just had to say, I couldn't ask where the shovels are. It was just my backhand was so strong, I went up to the gardening clerk and said, hey, where them hoes at? Uh... Luckily... They're on the same aisle. It's great. Dig the shovel jokes. I do. I dig them. Hello, well. Oh, what else is in the news? This is fun stuff. Uh, you guys have probably heard this. That the Tesla company, Tesla, has built the first fully electric elephant. Yes. They've named him Elon Tusk. <laughs> no, I'm just going to shoot that joke into space. Oh, man, I want to brag about the new material up here, doing the new material. Uh, I wrote a joke today, very highbrow joke, very surprised person's eyebrows joke. Uh, I wrote a joke about a man blowing a donkey. That's right, man blowing a donkey. But I'm not going to perform it for you guys, because that joke sucks ass. Am I right? I'm just saying, bestiality, those guys are animal lovers. They're real animal lovers. I can't believe it's not cocoa butter. I don't have a setup for that punchline yet, but for the urban crowd, I know we were talking about ashiness earlier. I'm just saying every Wednesday is Ash Wednesday if you don't have your cocoa butter in the hood. It's a very Catholic urban joke. It's for lots of parts of Oakland. Uh, Fergie Ferg, I love her a long time. She sang the national anthem, our nation's theme song, and uh, it was pretty controversial and just how awful it was. 
A lot of people had negative reaction. And I think the only better reaction that a crowd could have to somebody singing the national anthem after that is if at next year's Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick sings the national anthem. It would be amazing. I'd love to see 60,000 rednecks not knowing if they should stand or kneel or what's the most disrespectful thing that they can do for this young fella. That would be a thing. I want to leave you guys with something good. Uh, so I will leave you with this. I don't want to brag. Uh, in fact, I've never been mentioned this on stage. Two years ago, I finally got a degree from Berkeley. Yeah. My grandfather died. And I got his degree. It was amazing. That's the best way to get a degree from Berkeley. It's a great school. Just have some smart person in your family pass away. His name was Charlie Spink. It really helps out. That, uh, LOL. OMG. HIV. Any letters? <laughs> hey, HIV, that gets a giggle here. That kills in Africa. Uh, it does. That joke kills 20 million people a year. <laughs> I know we should try to cure that joke, but you don't make money curing a joke. You make money treating a joke. I've been Charlie. You've been audience. Have a great night. enjoy you so much i love you i love your jokes i love all of your puns they you just you're so fucking clever your next comedian he's a new guy i'm excited to see what he brings to the table everybody i am going to butcher his name i think it's jide a full okanakwo All right, guys, uh, my name is not Jai Deo of Konoko. <laughs> it's Jideo uh, Futebeno Konko, or, um, or Kevin, as I call myself at Starbucks. Um, and it, it, it really sucks having that name, especially when, you know, they call you out. Uh, can everyone, uh, who is that? Jadufus? Jadufus, we have you, Mocha Latte. And you have to walk up there, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm Jadufus. Um, so I started introducing myself as Jide. Um, but uh, somehow that didn't work. Um, hi, my name's Jide. Uh, Jasper? Um, no, um, Jide. John? No, J can I call you Jay? Yeah, you can call me Jay. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I'm actually Nigerian. And I was in Nigeria um, in December. And um, you know, I was there for about 10 days, but it was only until the third day that I realized that everyone was black. You know, in San Francisco, you don't realize, but, um, you know, when you go back, that's a really big deal. Everyone's black. And I'm thinking, where the fuck is the diversity? You know, where are all the white people at? I feel like I'm the racist ones now, you know? But um, anyway, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I came to San Francisco about a year ago. And um, the one thing um, I realized is that um, there are a lot of homeless people in San Francisco. Um, it was as if I got off the plane from Africa and uh, stepped right back into Africa. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, a, it was a strange sight. Um, but no, um, yeah, I was. Uh, I had this interaction with a homeless guy one time, and um, I was trying to do uh, my good deed uh, for the year, and I ended up passing out fruits, um, you know, at night. And um, I was passing out bananas, and this one homeless guy goes, um, "Here, here's bananas for you," and he's like, "Oh, thank you. God bless you, man. God bless you, man." Then he's like, actually, I don't want these bananas. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, they're not ripe. And I'm like, bitch, please. <laughs> it's like, you know when you get those like, um, 
<laughs> liberal um, arts college girls who go to um, Africa to volunteer, and they're like, oh my God, I just helped this kid. Well, um, <laughs> just imagine if she's like, hey, I actually got you rice today. And he's like, uh, I do not eat rice. I only like chicken. And she's like, okay, I have to get some chicken. So she comes back. Okay, I got some chicken. It's white breast meat only. Uh, no, I only eat uh, dark meat. She's like, okay, I got you some dark meat. Here you go. And the kid goes, where are the spices? <laughs> I do not eat this kind of meat. But no, um, so yeah, um, a lot of things are happening um, in the world. Um, I was actually from LA before, and there's a lot of um, you know weird stuff happening in Hollywood. And um, you know we've lost um, uh, some great ones. You know Bill Cosby's there, um, but the one that hit me the most was um, Kevin Spacey, um, because I really wanted to go see um, his new movie, um, but something about watching um, Baby Driver just uh, rubs rubs me the wrong way. Um, yeah, no. okay, I'll leave you guys with this one. Um, so, you know, sometimes, um, you know, with, you know, what we do here at comedy, it's a bit difficult because you kind of sometimes struggle with your punchlines trying to find out what lands, um, because there was like this one time, um, I went to the grocery store. <laughs> Thank you guys. That's been my time. G-Day! Yay! Everybody, yay! Come back again and again. This is his first time here. I'm so excited. I hope you come back again and again. Yay! We have one last comedian. Thank you guys for holding fast and tight with us. Coming up next is FTW Forever Two Wheels, but we have one last comedian. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby! So my name is Cass, and uh, I live in Berkeley. And I uh, walk my cat in a stroller. Fuck yeah, you do. And uh, I dress my French bulldog in matching dresses. And sometimes when I walk my dog, uh, it, someone will and lift up her skirt and ask if she's really a girl. And uh, so now my um, now even my dog has a Me Too story. Um, even in San Francisco, I don't, I don't understand. Um, so uh, I wear dresses and skirts uh, because I, I feel like I overcompensate the fact that I don't feel like a female inside, like I don't feel like a woman a lot of the time. Um, so it's not like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, ah, I'm a woman. Um, but I do wake up in the morning and say, ah, I have a vagina and it needs to be touched. It gets itchy sometimes. So when I was younger, um, I really did not like to play with the other kids. Um, I'd rather sit and uh, talk with the adults. But now um, that's all I want to do. Uh, so I don't really know how it works. I can't really go up to someone in a bar and be like, tag your it. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. I, it could work. Um, but I, yeah, maybe the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have to figure out that one. Um, Let's see. Uh, those are some the new uh, some new things. Um, let us. Oh, a friend. A friend said I was 
prolific in social media. And when he first told me that, I thought it was a compliment. Um, and then I looked up what prolific means, and it just means that I spam his Facebook wall. Um, so that's that's what that means. Um, but yeah, uh, being prolific in social media helps a lot. Um, I get to meet and uh, find out that there's open mics. So that's my set for tonight. I'm gonna close it there. So thank you, thank you, Pam, and thank you, audience, and thank you, everyone. Yay! Thank you guys so much uh, for staying with us the entire time through Joke Workshop. Coming up next is FTW Forever Two Wheels. Great music, great talk. And hey, everybody, starting this Thursday and running through next Monday is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 25 shows in five days. Five days. Five shows every day starting on Thursday. 37 comedians from all over the United States. Get your tickets now. It's going to be a fun time. Step on through. So that'll let you guys know next Monday there will not be Joke Workshop. But still come. Just come see the people uh, in the shows. We have at 5 o'clock, it's the Clean Comedy Show. At 6 o'clock, Stand Up Tragedy. Uh, At 7 o'clock, all kinds of fun things. Uh, But stick around. Give us your money. Thanks. Bye. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com.
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is 